Hello, it's your girl, Red A Rainbow. Welcome to Sister Love. It has been a minute, but I appreciate the continuation of love and support of the podcast. Today's topic is such a timely one. It is when the path changes. A lot of times, especially us type A or type AB folks, We'll get it in our minds, a destination point, or we will envision what a journey should be. And we plot our points. We make our key indicators that lets us know we're on the path and we soar. You know, we may take some lumps and some bruises, but often, no matter what, we try to stick with the path. Well, today's topic, I want to explore what happens when there's more bumps than normal, when you can't course correct, when the path is no longer the path that you have plotted out, like what happens, what do you do? And I'm going to be transparent. Some of this is like what happened with my path late winter, early spring. Um, and so I left the last couple episodes just talking about how things ended up being a little bit different than what I planned and being able to adjust, um, being able to address like weariness and like really thinking about exhaustion from a soul perspective, not just from a sleep physical perspective. Well, everything came to a head early April. I um, went through a physical procedure to address an issue I had been dealing with for two years. Um, For two years, I had been going to different medical teams to figure out what's going on. The first medical team, it was two different doctors, uh, one a generalist and then one an OBGYN. They were both, I'm just going to be unapologetically, they were trash. Um, They were those examples of when you hear about BIPOC women who are not receiving the best care, not being heard. Um, Both of these folks had their agenda set and they were both wrong. Um, When I say they're both wrong, they were focusing on things that weren't important. They weren't focused on the symptoms and the issues that were really hitting on something that was really important. It wasn't until I got a second team in a very quality um, OBGYN that I got some news in April that I didn't expect to get. Um, Leading up to that news, my journey started to change a little bit. I was on the path to defend for my dissertation, even though that was really bumpy and lumpy. Um, I was on the path to try to walk for graduation, um, even though it was quite slim. And then I was also on a path where I was hoping to make a career decision, like what's going to happen come June? What do you want to do? What does that look like? Well, everything got smashed upside the head because I got um, news in April that after having one procedure done that was a surgery, it revealed um, an issue that had to be immediately taken care of. I went through surgery in June. That's why you haven't heard from me. But it was a life-altering decision, a decision where I had to play God a little bit um, because it involved making a decision that it's not reversible. Um, But it was the path that led to this decision. I had no idea that this decision in this life and this diagnosis was coming. But the pathway to this diagnosis, oh my gosh, y'all, I was in rare form. 
I was moody a lot. I was angry. There wasn't a lot of sympathy um, from my advisor. Um, I feel like school and work were like showing the very same symptoms of like over exploitation, pushing you just way beyond what they should be pushing you. Uh, people knew I was sick. People knew I was battling, but just being a black woman, my strength was always applauded and then always were over relied on like, oh, you're strong. You'll get through this. And at one point I had to just be honest with somebody and tell them, I was just like, it's not about strength. I was like, people don't know what that one more further requires. One more further for me may be 15 for you. Right. But that over reliance on strength allows people to be honest, abuse you. They know that you should be able to take a step back and take, you know, good care of your health, but there's something in it for them. And it's, you know, now that I'm resting and I'm healing, I can look at things in a way that I just didn't have the capacity to look at. And now I can make better decisions about, you know what, if I'm ever put in a similar situation, here's what the boundaries are going to look like, right? I'm not in the throes of it now, but I can do some work on what those boundaries look like so I don't feel exploited, right? Um, I had no empathy myself. I was just on fumes. Um, I felt misunderstood a lot. And I watched things that I fought for slip out of my hand. It got to a point that it was no way in the world. I was waiting on corrections. And by the somebody made a promise, didn't live up to it uh, for my dissertation. And by the time I got corrections back, y'all, it was just, it was just one of those, it's, it's gone. It's a wrap. Like, there's no way I can get this back in time. Um, I felt like I received extra scrutiny um, because people didn't believe in me. Um, I think it's just sometimes you have to look at things for what it is. And it's one of those you don't believe in me. So you're going extra hard out of your nervousness. But I don't have the same nervousness. I believe in me and I know what I'm doing. Um, is anointed and appointed, but you know, sometimes when you've got people trying to go over and under, like it was just one of those, the process was dragging out and I had lost stamina, like dealing with the issue for two years physically. And, you know, I'm still in school and I'm still, you know, got other obligations. And then I'm getting news of a diagnosis that was pretty heavy. Um, and then just, you know, I would get on the phone with the program advisor and that was absolute trash. Um, and just no empathy, no preparation for the conversation. Um, that was a waste of time. And it was just one of those, I just called the ball. I ended, I ended school, uh, for summer. I did not want that energy around me. I didn't want the lack of empathy. I don't want the excuses. I don't want the mediocrity. Um, also I'm on medical leave now. Uh, I had to go through the surgery process, but even the process until then, like something happened recently at my institution. Um, and I watched this particular person make a decision that I realized I didn't have the resources to make. I watched this person step away and just focus on their health. And as I started counting the costs, like I went six extra weeks hard when people knew what I was up against. But those folks didn't care. They got what they needed off the table and they are good to go. Like that's the way the world works. That's how capitalism works. That's how mediocrity works, right? Because people with a good conscience and a good heart don't need you to work yourselves and so whatever. But that ain't the world we live in. And you got to come back into reality. And I bring all this to fold. I kept feeling like God was doing this to me. Like I was screaming at him at the conference. Like you made me not graduate. I'm not going to get to walk. And then eventually like, 
I realized walking had no meaning. It didn't mean what it meant, you know, for some of my peers and, you know, kudos to them, but I'm in a different place in my life and I've been fighting a different battle and walking just didn't mean anything to me. For the first time in my life, I just looked at it and I was like, this shit is a scam. I'm good. Um, I don't, I, don't, I don't need your applause because you don't know what the hell I went through. Well, your applause is shallow. I need what my applause is. And I realized my applause is doing something I did when I was at my lowest point since I've been in the Midwest. And that was I went to Philly September 2020 and ran those stairs playing my Rocky music. And I made all the stairs and I wasn't out of breath. And I enjoyed my trip to Philly and it helped me cleanse my soul. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? Take your time, finish on your own timetable. You're still ahead of the game, but like, get out of this rat race. Like, cause the people around you, they can't, they don't have that peace that you have. Like I had to make peace because it was really the old me versus the new me. The old me did need the applause. It needed the pop and 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 certain and stance. It needed the hurrah. Um, and I was getting to know this new me who she just really ain't with the shits. Um, and you know, I got over the oh my god, I can't believe like I'm literally at peace with not walking. Yep, sure as shit. Um, I don't need it. And the people that I love don't need it. Uh, maybe I'll order a gown later and take photos of people who really got me through this process. But it's one of those, ooh, I'm good. I mean, to be honest, if it wasn't for the fact that I like to end and wrap things, I probably wouldn't even go back. Like, it don't even mean anything to me at this point. Um, I think it was, I think me coming back to school has a lot to do with me letting go of things that I need to let go as a person that have happened to me building with wonderful women that I've met and men and non-gender conforming. Um, I met some incredible souls wouldn't change anything for the world, but it's one of those, what I thought it was going to be, isn't what it is. And when I started to let go and release my hand and unclench my fist, it didn't sting so much that the expectation I had wasn't going to happen. Um, and so that's what's walking. That's what defending dissertation. I'll be starting all that stuff over in the fall. And, you know, I'll be honest, I wrestle with feeling like I did all this hard work, this trade-offs, and it will never see the light of day. No, it will see the light of day. Just not my original timetable. Who said my timetable was etched in stone or gold, right? Right. Um, the same situation happened with my job. I was planning on, like, giving a June 1st effective date or, like, by June 10th, like just walking away. But because of the diagnosis, I needed my health insurance. My insurance is amazing. Um, <clears throat> and I'm right back at the start with the same decision. Am I walking away? What am I doing? Like I've been engaging in some social media work and I'm really loving what I'm doing and it's keeping me sharp mentally. But I'm finding that creative slice of me that died eons ago and I love it. And what I don't love is what I've done routinely. And there's a war going inside me that's saying, are you going to go back and just work a little bit? Are you going to go work a notice? Or like, is this it? You know, are you, are you out? Right. And I, I bring these up because I didn't expect to have a repeat of what I went through fall 21, where I was trying to figure out where am I going? What's up? You know, how much stamina do I have? Um, I didn't expect to have to negotiate with the path of my life, but 
I didn't know this diagnosis was coming, but this is, again, my belief. God did. And my best Caleb voice, God did. Um, God saw everything coming. When I didn't walk, because I need to be here doing all this stages of appointments and getting ready for this procedure. When I couldn't defend, I needed to finish my coursework out and just keep things one, two, three easy. When I didn't take summer school, it's because I didn't need to stress, strain, or stressors. Um, when I didn't quit my job, it just wasn't a time. You know, I, I wish I could have, but it just, it would have caused me more financial harm than anything. And it was just one of those acceptance. And that's really what came out of my, like, my journey going every which way from late fall, I mean, late winter to early spring. It was just, I had to surrender what I thought was my path. And it's almost like that meme of, um, it's a caricature of Jesus. And he has this big doll. It's a little girl standing in front of her, hand behind her, and she's got a little doll. And it's like, if she gives up the little doll, she'll come to know that she gained something big in exchange for her, you know, her faith. Um, and that, that's really what happened. I couldn't have wrote a better script. I went through anguish. I was mad. I thought I was being picked on. I thought I was targeted. And what happened was, God needed me to one rest, two, he needed me to reclaim my health, and then three, I need clarity. And you can't get those being a busy body or a busy body. And because God started taking things away and I didn't fight him so much, I didn't clown, a lot of the reflections have found me. That peace in these decisions have found me. And so I share that with you all. Like sometimes you can have the best laid plans, but that might not be it. There may be a safer alternative. There may be an opportunity alternative. There could be sky's the limit. And you need to connect with a thing or place or a person. And if you can release all these expectations we put on ourselves and people and just take life as it shows up with a little bit of guide, sky's the limit. And to be honest, sky's not the limit. There is no limit, right? It's just been eye-opening. It's been really eye-opening. And I look forward to continuing conversations such as this where I'm honest or I have guests on that are honest about their journeys and how do they deal with the stress and the anguish and things of that nature. So it's Red Rainbow. And it's been real. Been talking about letting the path do what it needs to do but still finding your footing when it doesn't look the way you think it needs to look. And when you want to be resentful because you think that you've been isolated and sometimes it's just getting you ready. So when you got to make that hard stance, you don't fall. You can't lock your knees. You got to be just right. And so again, Red or Rainbow, Sister Love, I pray that you take today's message. Add it to your life wherever it fits. Until next time.